Welcome to the Christian Leaders Coaching Podcast, a show dedicated to helping you take your life and leadership to the next level. Whether you need a complete overhaul or simply need some leadership advice, you've come to the right place. And now, your host and coach, Todd Stalker. Well, hello, everybody. I am Todd Stalker, your podcasting life and leader coach, and this is the Christian Leaders Coaching Podcast, episode number 97. And the title of this one is How to Lead Differently, Part 2, because last week we started into the podcast and I was answering a question from Jessica, which I'll talk about in a second, but halfway through I just decided, man, there's so much here that I want to talk about and I don't want to squeeze it into a quick 20, 25-minute podcast. So mid-podcast last week I decided to just split it up. So this is part two. So what if you didn't hear last week's, you might want to jump back, put a pause on this one, and jump back to episode 97. And to get there, you can just go to christianleaderscoaching.com slash 096. That would take you right to the show notes, and you could also listen directly there. If you're on iTunes, you could obviously just look at your podcast app. And just as a side, I'd love a rating and review. I'd give you a free PDF of my new book, Anchored, uh, if you give me a rating and review. That would be great. So like I said, this question uh, is, or this podcast is based on the question from last week from Jessica. And the question was this. I'll just reread it and do a little recap before we dive in deeper. So Jessica, a, a very phenomenal leader, wrote this. Hi, Todd. I'm struggling with my leadership style. I have a great team who are all very competent. But lately, I feel like they are coming to me for every little decision that has to be made. And then when I do tell them what they should do, they rarely follow through. Then she ends with, help! <laughs> so again, Jessica, this is part two of the answer for you. Uh, before we do that, though, a, a shout out to our podcast partner, and that is audible.com. Audible is, like I've mentioned over and over, that one-stop shop for all your audiobooks and resources. You know, there are other programs out there. There are other uh, resources or places you can get audiobooks, but I've just found that Audible has pretty much every single book that I want to read or listen to, and the weather is starting to warm up uh, up here in the Minnesota area, so I know a lot of you listening in this area are going to start getting out and about. Uh, why not try out Audible for 30 days? And if you do, if you go to christianleaderscoaching.com slash audible, you will get a 30-day trial plus three free audiobooks. We are answering this other question from Jessica. And oh, oh, before I, I do this, um, just to let you know, I am recording this during the week of the Best Practices for Ministry Conference in Phoenix. Uh, Kelly and I are, are one of the keynote speakers, and I'm doing a session on how to be a coach. And uh, so not this week, but next week, uh, I will do a recap of the conference. And as I mentioned before, if you ever go to a conference, whether it's for work or for church or just for your own personal growth, it's always helpful at the end of the conference, to t within the, the 24 hours after that conference, to sit down away, even if it's in a coffee shop, or just to be away from other, other people that you know, and just really think through what were the key things from this conference that really stuck out for me. And not just, wow, that was interesting, but things that you can apply to your life to take your life to the next level. That's really the benefit or one of the benefits of, of going to conferences, which I encourage you to do consistently throughout the year. Okay, so... Let's dive in. Jessica, like I mentioned before, uh, has is struggling with her leadership style. And last week on the podcast, I did sort of a, an overview 
of what I believe is the most powerful uh, skill, if you want to call it that, or more so it's a mindset of what people should add, you as a leader should add to your leadership toolbox or toolkit, and that is being a coach. It's being a coach. Because if you are, and let me let me just do, let me just talk about what that is, and then I'll get into the specifics specifics of how coaching, what is coaching, and and how it how it looks, the two models that I use, uh, and I'll give you a real life example at the end. So basically, if you if a, one of your employees comes to you and has a problem and says, you know, I need help with this, as a leader, our instinct is to want to help, which is great, but it's also want to solve the problem for them. Coaching is completely different. Well, not completely different, but it's a new twist on leadership that that I believe every like I said everybody needs to learn this this skill. And basically, it it turns the decision making or or maybe the the problem solving piece of it from you the leader and puts it on the person who has the problem most of the time in leadership uh, when you're dealing with people that are stuck on an obstacle want to move a ministry forward and don't know how to do it or what to do next if you ask a couple of of questions not leading questions or closed-ended questions or guiding questions but just simple reflection type questions your employee will come up with an answer to what to do next because coaching really is that, asking questions to help the employee figure out the next best step for them, okay? And so somebody comes to you, asks a question, you or, you know, has, has a problem, coaching then, you, you coach back to them, you reflect what you hear them saying, and you ask different questions. And isn't it true that if you come up with your own answer on what to do next, most likely you're going to follow through and do it, right? And then put it in a different realm. If you are a smoker and you've smoked for 20 years, and you go to the doctor and the doctor says, you need to stop smoking, play out your life. What is it going to look like? You know, you're going to, it's not healthy for you. You're going to keep, keep getting sicker and sicker. If the doctor from the outside tells you what to do, studies show that 15% of people will actually take the doctor's advice. But if the smoker comes up with and decides internally, I have got to quit and makes that effort to quit, 90% of the time, there's positive action. They may not stay on the bandwagon or whatever, but the studies show that 90% of the time, if, you, if the smoker makes their own decision to quit, then they will follow through or at least take a couple of steps toward that. So coaching helps your employees get there. Coaching is different from counseling. Counseling basically helps people uh, who are completely broken to get back to some normalcy. Coaching takes you from normal to move your, your life forward. Coaching is different from consulting. And this is this one, I, I have a pet peeve about this. I hear coaches all the time talk about, I'm a coach, yet I, I hear them talking to people, giving advice, and, and they're basically not coaching. They're consulting. Coaching takes a side, a back seat and helps the it's a facilitated monologue for your employee okay uh, if if you are a leader who always gives advice or becomes the go-to person you become a boss and you're not a leader okay so that's a quick quick overview so coaching basically like i said is asking certain questions being silent good listening and all of that 
Uh, so let me talk about the two models that I use over and over as I am going through my leadership day. And I want you to know that, like I said, coaching is a skill, but it's more so a mindset. I, I approach my day with a coach approach, with a coaching mindset. So the conversations I'm in, I want to know, I'm cur- I, I go into the conversations with curiosity. Now, there are times when I do have to consult, obviously, and give direction and be more directional. But my initial step into leadership conversations is to coach, to ask questions, to be uh, inquisitive and not just giving my opinion. Before I dive into these, if you didn't hear episode number 96, go back and do that, christianleaderscoaching.com slash 096. And uh, because that will be helpful as we set up into uh, what these two models are. So what are the two models? Well, the first one is an actual template in my mind uh, and, and actually a roadmap as how, how the conversation can help a person go from I'm confused to I know what the next step is. So there's a, a five-letter word that I use and I have in the back of my mind constantly as I'm in coaching conversations with my staff. Uh, and then the other one uh, is a set of seven questions that I use intermittently throughout that that template, okay? So the first one is a template. The second one are a list of seven questions, and there are a lot more questions. You can go online and, and look through what are good coaching questions, and you'll get a gazillion of them. Uh, but, you know, use use those, but don't get stuck on those. It's, it's more art than science, okay? So the first model is called, is I grow, the letter I and then the word grow, I grow. And it stands for something. Okay. Uh, it stands basically for what is the issue, what is the goal, what is the reality, what are the options, and when will all of the action steps take place. Okay. So let me walk through those briefly. So what is the issue? When somebody comes into the office, and maybe you as a leader have had this experience, somebody comes in and they sit down and they're just kind of sort of they're just chit-chatting about different things and you're busy, they're busy and you want to move on. And the best question to help them dive right into the topic is this. And this is I, what's the issue? So it's what's on your mind? What's on your mind? Great starting question because then it focuses on them and what their problem is or what you basically gets to the issue. Why are you sitting in my office? Uh, um, so, then what happens is they typically tell right off the bat what the situation is. Once you've heard the situation, then you start to think, "Wow, I'm I'm going to be I'm I'm curious to see how this person's going to figure this out." Uh, there's a book called The Coaching Mindset, and and let me read a quote from it. Um, you can I'll actually put a link in the show notes to this book. Uh, it says this: Clients can sometimes be in a real pickle, clients or your staff. As a coach, you need to think. Oh, this is a tough spot. I can't wait to see how she gets through this. That's good thinking. You do not want to think, oh, this is a tough spot. How can I help her get through this? That's bad thinking. Even worse is to transfer her challenge to you so that it becomes your challenge. Isn't that so typical of what we do as leaders? We just take on the issue. So the first, the I and I grow is, what's on your mind? It's just kind of a starting question. 
And then the G is goal. What you want to do is find out what the outcome of the conversation is. So I typically say, so at the end of our time, what do you want to walk away with? And, and help them sort through that as, a, as your employee. Uh, and there's two kind of goals uh, is the outcome of your time, but then also the outcome of the problem. You know, what's your dream? And if, if this problem was solved, what does that look like? Okay, so you want to help them process through that. So the G in iGrow is what is the goal? The R is what is the reality today? So you have this goal, you have this dream of what it would look like. Then you ask, so what's the reality today? You know, what's happening now? Uh, be precise as possible. To have your staff be precise as possible. You know, how do you want, how, how do you know that what your what the reality is is accurate? This is an interesting question because a lot of times we approach our leadership day or, or our work day with emotion. And so you have to ask, you know, what's the reality of the situation? Uh, or maybe another question you could ask is, um, what's holding you back? What's, what have you done about this so far? What's the re what actions have you taken so far? So the I is what is the issue? The G is what is the goal of our conversation? And then also what's the goal of the problem? If it looked good, what would that look like? The R is what's the reality today? The O is uh, a question like, what options have you come up with? So O is options. What are the options? So if you have this reality today, obviously, you, or at least hopefully, you say to your staff person, hopefully you've been working on some options. Uh, what are the options you've come up with? Okay, you know, what could you do to say, change the situation? These are a couple more questions you could present to them. What actions have you seen used? Uh, what, what's been successful? Maybe uh, is there somebody else that you've seen in this similar situation that have taken steps forward? You know, what were the options that they used? Okay. Now, it's during the O se section of my conversation with my leaders that I inject maybe an option that they haven't thought of. So let me give you an example. Um, really good friend of mine, Tracy Stivang, who's also a coach. Uh, and actually, I, I think she is part of our uh, Facebook group as well. Uh, it came to me. She was asked to present a talk to a large group of people. And she couldn't come up with a real good title. And so I, we got to this part in our conversation, what are the options? And she threw out a couple of options. And it occurred to me if she took the the name of one of the options with the purpose of the talk and put them together, you know, like a title or a subtitle, what would would that be a good way to present this talk? And so I let the the key in this in offering your own opinion is to let your staff member or your leader give all of their options first. So if you ask what options have you come up with? Well, I in Tracy's situation, I came up with uh, this talk, uh, th this title, then I thought about this title, and then I thought about maybe this title, and then when I said, is there anything else? And she said, no, th that's kind of what I came up with. And then at that point, you ask per permission, can I throw one on the table for you to consider for us to look at? And then she, most people, Tracy did, and most of my staff said, sure. And so I, I put the two together. She ended up not going with mine, but that's the place where, but that's fine because she's the one who's making the decision, not you. So that's the place where you could throw out, if, if you're a diehard consultant type personality, that's where you could do it during the O. 
So if all once all of the options are on the table, you say you go to the W, which means what will it take? You know what options uh, or what option or options do you think is the next best step? And it's amazing to see how the Holy Spirit works in a person in your staff member. Uh, to to bring that next one forward. And it's usually a combination of logic and emotion. Uh, when you get those two working together, oh, just powerful stuff happens. So some questions under, under what will it take? You know, what options do you choose? Scale of one to 10, I like this question too. I ask, on a scale of one to 10, how likely is it that you're gonna get this done? And if they say anything less than a 10, you say, what will make it, What can? what would it take to make it a 10? What are some people you could put around you? You see how this, see how that model works? The I grow model, uh, the issue, there's, here's where I, I want to go. Here's where I am today. Uh, here are the options to get me from point A to point B. And then finally, here's my first step on that journey. Okay. Um, so that's the model that I always approach my coaching conversations with. However, I don't, completely go through that model. I might jump back to the goal. I might jump back to the issue, uh, but that is kind of the overarching model that I use in all my coaching conversations and in all my leadership. So hopefully, Jessica, that model will help you uh, as well. Um, before I get into the seven questions that I use consistently, if you want to see this model or those, that I grow kind of laid out, go to christianleaderscoaching.com slash 097 and uh, in the show notes, I'll have that all listed out there for you. Uh, okay, so that was the, the overarching template. Then the seven questions comes from a book called The Coaching Habit by Michael uh, Bungay-Stanier. And um, he he lists out seven questions. I think everybody, every leader especially, should get this book. It's an amazing book, and you can get it at on the show notes, you know, christianleaderscoaching.com slash 097, and I'll have a link to it. Um, but he outlines these seven questions based on brain science and how we respond to certain questions. So the question, certain the seven questions are these. And again, if you're driving, don't write these down. Just go to the website and you can get them. Uh, so the seven questions are, what's on your mind? Remember, I use that uh, with the I and I grow. When they walk in and they start chit-chatting, I say, and when they take a breath, I say, so what's on your mind? Okay, so what's on your mind? And then the second question is, and what else? This is a great question, and it's called the, the awe question, the, the awesome question, because if you're stuck with what question to ask next in your coaching conversation with your, with your leaders, you just say, and what else? What else? And, and that helps people dig down. And when, when they finally say, well, there isn't anyth anything else, then you can move on. Then uh, the, the third question, and this is one of my favorites, and probably all of my favorite from all of the questions he has is, what's the real challenge here for you? What's the real challenge here for you? And he explains why that, that wording is very specific. But basically, this helps a person in that I section of I grow. If they start throwing out, well, I have this problem, but then there's this, and then there's this, and then there's this, by saying, what's the real challenge here for you? Emotionally and in, in your brain, it, it immediately sifts through all the problems and brings out the one thing. And then you can talk about that one thing, okay? So that's question three. Question four is, uh, what do you want? Most people don't ask 
or don't know what they want or are never asked that. This gets, again, down to a very specific focus. I'm in a conflict with somebody. Well, what do you want? And then they can figure out, I, I want to want this person fired. I want to win the conversation, or I just want us to get along. You know, what do you want? Question f uh, five is, how can I help? Now, as a leader, as a leader, I originally thought, I can't ask this question because they're going to want me to do this, this, and this, and this. But as I've used this question, this is basically a support question and not an action question. Most of the time, the leader says, I just wanted to hear your, your opinion, or I just wanted to, to vent this, uh, and they don't ask for help. If, if they do ask me to do something, I never say yes or no in the moment. I say, let me check on my other responsibilities or something like that, and I'll get back to you, okay? Uh, the, the other question, the next question, this is, this is one, two, three, four, five, six, is if yes to this, what do you have to say no to? That's a, a little longer of a conversation because you can't do everything. And if you're adding something to your plate, you have to take something away. Okay. Uh, and then in, um, in my, in the last question is what was useful in our conversation? What made this look like a win? Now I only use this when I, when I coach uh, my staff on a monthly basis. At the end of our, our structured coaching conversation, I ask this uh, so that they can walk away feeling like this, this was positive, that there was some action, there was some movement, and they feel good about the conversation. And, and that syncs up with my personal mission statement of adding value and leadership to people. So, uh, again, those seven questions, what's on your mind and what else? What's the real challenge here for you? Uh, what do you want? How can I help? If yes to this, what do you have to say no to? And then what was useful in our conversation? Okay, so what I want to do, just let me give you a quick uh, little deal, a real-life situation uh, from one of my staff from this last, uh, our last coaching session that I had with her. Uh, children's ministry director, she's working on a vision of putting all of our youth ministry program together under one umbrella. So instead of separating, separating out, you know, our extreme kids and then our cross, cross youth ministry, having this vision of moving from cradle all the way through high school ministry as one, one ministry different titles for different things. So she was trying to create a plan with faith milestones from birth through high school. And so she stopped uh, during our, our conversation, you know, our, our structured coaching conversation. I said, so what's on your mind? And she explained this situation and she said, but I just don't know how to go about it. And so I said, at the end of the time, our time together, what would you make, what would make it feel like a win? And she said, well, just kind of a next step. So she started explaining the situation, and I, I said to her, well, what's the real issue here for you? Remember one of those, those Stainer questions? And she said, well, I see the end product, you know, of a youth ministry altogether, but I don't know where to start. So I said, oh, I see. Well, and what else? What, what, uh, what other real issue is here for you? And she said, well, I don't know if I should pull a meeting together to share my vision or just start, start outlining each year of the kids. Uh, each year for the kids, those milestones. And so basically she was stuck in a, a paralysis of analysis. And we processed that a little bit. And one of the questions that I said was, uh, which, which, one, which one of all these options feels like the next step? Or you could actually use, if you had to choose today, which one would you choose? 
that really forces kind of the emotional response. Again, with the logic, I think the Holy Spirit uses those together. Uh, she came up with, well, I think we should schedule a meeting with uh, me um, and with the pastor, which is me, and uh, the youth ministry pers- person. And that then pushed her, really, to bring a sketch of each year to the meeting. So in essence, she accomplished two things just in that little coaching session of the next best step is to get a meeting together of the the key people, and in preparation for that meeting, I'm going to just do a brief sketch outline as a starting place. So she felt like there was movement, and she had clarity, and she had focus, and she had vision. So that, Jessica, I know this <laughs> this is a, a two-parter for you, but hopefully, Jessica, that has helped. And hopefully, if you're listening too, you can really see the power of just asking simple questions, uh, staying away from the why question, staying away from simple closed-ended questions, which, which ends up with a yes or a no, or just a simple answer, uh, and allowing the person to process their own solution without you giving your opinion or your experience. Now, you have to have, you have to be a little bit flexible. You have to be a little bit uh, not in control um, unless the person is coming up with something that is so out of bounds of your vision and mission. Then, obviously, you step in and be more directive. But ultimately, approach every leadership conversation with this coach approach. Well, hopefully that has been helpful for you. It's always great. I get passionate about teaching this stuff because it works in my setting, and I know it will work for you. If you want to maybe run by some ideas with me, if you want to learn more about this, go to christianleaderscoaching.com and click on the coaching button, and it explains what coaching is. And and you could actually, if you want to set up a, a strategy session with me, a free strategy session, I have about three more open spots that I could take three people. And, and uh, so go ahead and, and click on that, and we'll get you started with that. Um, or just go to christianleaderscoaching.com slash 097, and that'll get you to the show notes with all the links to the books that I mentioned, plus a quick outline of what we just talked about here. Well, I'd love to have you go to iTunes and get a rating. Give me a rating and review. That way more and more people can hear uh, uh, and join our community. You know, join our Christian Leaders Coaching Facebook group and uh, just kind of get connected into the community. Well, I'm thankful for you. You are why I do this podcast every week because I want to add value to your life through some online coaching and some teaching. And so hopefully I'm doing that for you. Again, Jessica, thanks for the question. And all of you, thanks for listening. Remember, God's not done with you yet. So now's the time to live better so you can lead better. Peace. Peace.